Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Do Not Get Me Started. Um, this is the Thanksgiving Eve episode, so um, I will not be doing an episode tomorrow, being that it is Thanksgiving. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and do an episode for today. Uh, I hope you will listen, I hope you uh, enjoy listening to me. This is my 25th episode, I'm extremely surprised at myself. Um, for being able to continue to do this, I enjoy doing it, and for those who have been listening, thank you. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, the first thing, let's go ahead and talk about Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks is the guy who ran into the Christmas parade. Now, if anybody listened yesterday, they under, they know how I feel about this. Um, he was actually officially charged yesterday with five counts of intentional homicide. Now, I don't know what the difference between intentional homicide is and freaking murder. Why don't they just call it what it is? It was murder. He intentionally killed these people. This was not an accident like the media keeps posting um, or saying on the left-wing media keeps saying uh, an accident, accident, accident. This was not an accident. This guy intentionally ran into a crowd of people, was avoiding vehicles, and swerving to hit people. Um, well, his bail has been set at $5 million, which it should have been higher than $1,000 last time. But again, listen to yesterday's episode to catch on to that. Um, well, last night, a eight-year-old boy uh, passed away from the injuries he sustained. It breaks my heart to know that there's a family out there whose eight-year-old son was probably looking forward to Christmas next week or next month. Probably looking forward to Santa opening presents on Christmas. And instead, they're going to have to spend Christmas without their child. I've said this before, I have four boys. If I have law if I was to lose a child this close to a holiday, I don't think I could ever celebrate that holiday the same. If you have children and you're listening to this, imagine losing your child a month before Christmas. Knowing that you'll never get those moments with that child again. It's heartbreaking just thinking about it. Um, this guy took away someone's child. It wasn't a grown man, it was a child. I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody is somebody's child. I get that. But this was somebody's little baby boy, eight years old. If anybody knows this family, or if they ever happen to listen to this, 
my thoughts and prayers go out to you. I feel horrible for you. This little boy did not deserve this. All he wanted to do was be in a parade. And this man took it away from him. Took him away from his family. Brooks, apparently, you can't find it now because they've all been deleted. Um, this man was an anti-white Black Lives Matter uh, associate, I guess you would say, a follower. Um, of course, Black Lives Matter is not going to come out and, and say, you know, hey, this is not the right way to do it. They're not going to come out and talk bad about this guy. But he had posted several posts about um, anti-white and white hate and beating up white people. So my question is, why is the media not considering this a hate crime? This, this is, if the roles have been reversed... And we've seen this in, in, in Charleston, Virginia. If a white man had drove through a majority minority parade, let's say it was a Black Lives Matter protest or um, you know, an African American celebration or, or something of that nature, and he drove through it and he injured 60 people and he killed five of them, or well, six of them now, It would be automatically considered a hate crime. Automatically it would be considered a hate crime. But because a blind man ran into a Christmas parade and he posted anti-white and pro-violence to whites on his social media, how is this not considered a hate crime? This man is racist. It's simple as that. And he's been programmed by the media, by the school system probably, by people like Barack Obama, by people like Joe Biden, by people like MB, uh, MSNBC, CNN, to make him feel like he's a victim. He is a failed rapper. A 39-year-old criminal career criminal who wanted to be a rapper who is nothing he is a stain on society where my next question is this where are the celebrities posting their thoughts about the families that lost members in the parade I mean we had them for the three criminals that Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself against we had plenty of that. Even Reese Witherspoon, who I love as an actress, posted about one of the, the criminals that her family, their family would be in her thoughts, always. I guarantee you, not one of the people that commented on the Rittenhouse criminals 
and supporting their families will say a damn word about the families that were affected in this parade in Wisconsin. Thinking about this just upsets me so bad. These people were out a parade enjoying themselves. A parade that they couldn't have last year because of COVID restrictions. Because the media scared everybody into thinking that you're going to die if you get COVID. Let's move on. Speaking of Rittenhouse, Jen Psaki was asked yesterday, uh, would Joe Biden apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse for calling him a white supremacist? Well, what did Jen Psaki do? She automatically deflects the question and starts blaming Trump. So apparently whatever comes out of Joe Biden's mouth is now Trump's fault. This woman is a spin doctor. She's not a press secretary. She is there to cover Joe Biden's ass for all the dumb things he says. And don't get me wrong, Trump says a lot of dumb stuff too. And his press secretary had to clarify or spin some of his stuff. I admit that. But this woman automatically it, I mean it's like a little switch she went straight to well Trump didn't denounce white supremacy what the hell does that have to do with him calling Rittenhouse a white supremacist she couldn't answer the question she couldn't answer the question because she don't know the answer like most of the people in the Biden administration they can't answer anything the energy secretary was asked how many on barrels of oil do we use the America use a day and she couldn't even answer it you're the freaking energy secretary that's something you probably should know Jen Psaki is nothing more than a spin doctor for Joe Biden she is she doesn't know the answers to most questions and she likes to deflect it an answer one way or the other her number one defense is Trump's fault she has no other defense than that we already know that Joe Biden is not all mentally there, so she's got a. I know she has a tough job. Talking about tough jobs and Joe Biden not being there, Joe Biden recently had his physical, uh, the presidential physical. They have to have them, I think, every year. Um, make yeah, just make sure they're healthy. And apparently, his physical was only six pages long. Um nothing major on the physical and the previous doctor from that did Trump's Obama's and Bush's 
Uh, apparently, he's seen it and has a lot of questions and saying there's a lot of missing things on this report, including a cognitive test that Joe Biden should have took. Now, when Trump was in office, the media, the left-wing media, swore up and down that there was something mentally incapable for Trump, um, that there was something going on in his head that just wasn't right, that he needed to be, uh, he needed to have his, basically his brain checked, that he, he just didn't have the mental stability to be president. We've seen this time and time again with Joe Biden. The funny thing is, the media is not calling for it. I honestly think that any president, not just any president, anybody running for office, anybody that wins a seat in Congress, in you know, the House of Representatives, the Senate, Vice President, whatever, they should all have to take a cognitive test. I don't care if they're 25 or they're 85. They should all have to take one. Because I don't want some mentally unstable person uh, like AOC in office. <sighs> and speaking of AOC, let's go to New York. Uh, the New York Democrats have tried to propose a bill to allow over a million non-citizens to vote in local elections. A million non-citizens—that is a huge, huge swing. And the reason they're doing this is because they know who these non-citizens more than likely are going to vote for, or which way they're going to at least probably vote for. They're going to lean left um, because they're promising what they do all the time. The same thing they've done to black people for over 50 years. They make promises and don't keep them. And the dumb thing is they keep getting reelected because we have dumb white people that live in New York City that think if I vote for Democrats, they'll help black people, which makes me a good person. No, it doesn't make you a good person because they're not helping. They're not helping anybody but themselves. No one who is not a citizen of the United States should vote in any election. I don't care if they're voting for school board members or the president of the United States. Nobody who is not a citizen of this country should be voting anywhere. In fact, they shouldn't even be voting on American Isle. This is ridiculous. I don't know why they would even conceive this to be a good idea. Number one, if you're a non-citizen, that means one of two things. You're here on a work visa, you're visiting, well, excuse me, one of three things. You're visiting, or you're here illegally. If you're here illegally, I think you should just, you know what, cut, go vote. And I think we should have ICE agents there waiting on you so we can deport you back to whatever country you came from. Whether it's Haiti, Mexico, uh, Ireland, uh, Germany, I don't care. 
if you're not a citizen of the United States and you break into this country, you are now considered a criminal. That is the way it should be. You should not have the right to vote. You should not have the right to free health care. You should not be getting paid $450,000. I don't care. America is for Americans. That's why this country was founded. We are here as a country. I don't leave my doors unlocked because I don't want people I don't know coming into my house. We shouldn't leave our borders unguarded so people can't come in that we don't know who they are. Guys, I've got, this is a kind of a shorter one than I've done the past few days. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. I'm hoping everyone else has a great, great Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. Enjoy it. Don't talk about politics, especially if y'all, you have family that's on the opposite sides of things. Um, but if you do have family that think like we do, that's listening to us, um, please invite them to listen to my podcast. I'd appreciate it. Uh, one thing I do want to do before before I leave I want to talk about some things that I am thankful for uh, first and foremost I am thankful for my family my wife and my kids they are always supportive of me uh, even when I fail uh They, they love me unconditionally, which is probably a good thing because I screw up quite a bit. Uh, but overall, they've always got my back. And I cannot ask for a better family. I'm thankful for our military. I'm thankful for our police force, our firefighters, all our first responders. These are the people who will be working tomorrow while we are sitting down enjoying a meal with our families. I'm thankful for all working Americans, people who want to go to work, who want to succeed on their own and not let government take care of them. I'm thankful for people who stand up for the Constitution and for the American workers. People like Ron DeSantos and Jim Jordan, Donald Trump. And last but not least, I'm thankful for you people who listen to my podcast I don't have a lot of listeners I don't average a lot per day but for the few that do listen I want to thank you thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me rant about things that's going on in this world
I get excited whenever I open up the app and see, hey, I, I've got a new viewer or a new listener. To me, that's, that's like opening a, a Christmas present. It, it really means a lot to me. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Whether you're listening because I make you laugh and you just think I'm a goofball or you agree with me or you just have time to kill and I'm white noise. Either way, thank you. I hope each and every one of you have a great, great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. Um, I may or may not do a Black Friday episode. I'm not sure. Uh, it really depends on if I decide to go shopping or not. But if not, I will do one Monday. We will probably have a lot to talk about. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.